the Scandal Fan Podcast starts now. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Scandal Fan Podcast. I am one of your illustrious hosts. I am Jaha Knight, a branding coach. And well, the branding coach. I'm not going to say, uh, I'm the branding coach. If you want to know more about me, you know where you can find me. You can find the podcast show notes for this episode on dramaqueenbooks.com and everything concerning Scandal Podcast on dramaqueenbooks.com. And today I am joined by Eltia and Katrina and Langston, and they are holding you down for this episode, Gladiators Don't Run. They were really, really good on this episode. I, I'm very proud of them because, you know, I have been traveling all weekend. So unfortunately, I've not been in a stable place. I don't know, many of you may or may not know, but I had a family member have a, a health issue you uh, a couple weeks ago. And then uh, following that, then I had a situation I had to go back to Charleston to handle that was really dire. So it's been a lot going on over here, even though, you know, I'm living in Happyville, there are some, you know, like things that get in the way sometimes. So I apologize for the podcast being a little bit late, but it is here and it is always going to be on iTunes. So if you don't get this on time and you're like, where is my fix? That girl, she ain't do her pulling together of the podcast stuff. You know, once I get my team in place, this will be different. But for now, right now, you are always going to be able to watch us on YouTube if you're not getting the podcast in a timely fashion on that Saturday morning. Because, you know, I usually try to be pretty good about doing it on Saturdays. It's just the occasion that it's not. And my apologies, y'all. I'm just one single person. But I'm not going to give myself any excuses. That's just what was going on. So thank you all for tuning in. We have something great for you all coming up in the next couple of weeks. It is the Scandal Book of Feels, and it is something that we would love you all to participate on. It is dramaqueenbooks.com backslash feels. You will be able to answer any questions that we have there about how you feel about the show, some of the episodes that you really love, all the good stuff. And we'll be, you know, adding you to the compilation book for the Scandal Podcast Gladiator Book Feels. So that was our big announcement that we have been, you know, banging off for the last couple of weeks. And actually we, we knew about it in December. We were just trying to wait until everybody got into the, the in, intricacies of Scandal. And then we threw that out there for y'all so that we could all participate in something amazing. And it's not going to be open for a very long time. So I really want you all to participate with us and be a part of the Gladiator Scandal Podcast, Gladiator Book of Feels. So if you are interested, go to dramaqueenbooks.com backslash feels and participate. So I'm just going to go ahead and let you all listen to the rest of the episode here because that is what's coming up shortly. So if you have any questions, if you don't agree with something, you know, you could tweet Katrina, you could tweet Aldea, you could tweet Langston, you could tweet me at Scandal Podcast. All of our information is always out there. You can find them on dramaqueenbooks.com as well, or you can, you know, listen to their intros when they say, you know, their Twitter handles and all that good stuff. So 
Thank you all for listening. I'm going to go ahead and let you listen to the episode now. Welcome to the Scandal Fan Podcast. I am one of your hostesses. I'm Jaha Knight, and I am joined by Katrina Pavela. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> me. <laughs> and we are going to be talking about this episode of the podcast, Gladiators Don't Run. So what did you think about the episode, Katrina? There were a lot of things that I, well, I won't say a lot, but there were a handful of scenes that I really uh, liked about the episode. Some things that still confused me a bit. Um, I did feel like it was a, a transitioning uh, episode. Well, no, I can't say confused, but there's some things that I'm still curious about and still wondering. Like, um, how the fuck did Andrew... <laughs> you know, corral the entire Secret Service, like, last episode, or... Uh, that was what we were trying to figure out. I, that, like, that was huge for me. I'm like, like, how does the vice president do that unless somebody else is connected to his plan? Like, this guy could not have come up with all of this by himself. Like, I just, like, I find it hard to believe. And so, in this episode, early on, Cyrus comes into... Uh, the Grant's bedroom, and he's like, uh, he had two executive orders. One mm -hmm. was to dismiss his entire um, Secret Service um, brigade uh, team, and the second was to replace the protection with that of the Navy SEALs, which I actually what didn't know was a thing. Yeah, so <laughs> apparently, like, that's a thing that the president could do, like, is get the Navy SEALs to protect him um, and his family. I thought, damn, we don't trust nobody up in this bitch, which she can't really, <laughs> because, ugh, loyalty is everything. Loyalty is everything. Loyalty is vintage, and um, there's just not a lot of it going around in the White it House. Is not. No. What do you think about um, when Cyrus corralled, well, went in there and uh, went in on Lizzie there? Um, you know what? I really don't have a lot of sympathy for Lizzie. I just, I really don't. I, you know, scars on your back, girl. I don't really know what. To <laughs> I don't really like I, I'm sorry, I'm sad for her and her back. However, are you? I wasn't. She deserved well, it. I don't know if I want to say that she deserved it, but I will say that I'm not sorry for her. That I have very little sympathy for her. And I love that Cyrus was like, wow, "Where you going, girl? I got you on like five <laughs> watch list." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she deserved it and only because if you co basically she colluded to get the president out of office that was insanity that well was that's what she wanted right she didn't know that it was going to happen this way but that's what she wanted right like all of this goes back if everybody if you think about it all of this goes back to an um, recalcitrant republican party who refuses to kind of move into the 21st century, right? Yes. They really don't want yes. any progress. They, it's been established that the party, as it now stands, they hate Fitz. They hate his uh, progressive kind of rhino 
of republicanism, right? This man has made gains in education. He passed the DREAM Act. The Republican president passed the DREAM Act, right? He um, was working on equal pay and um, gun control. Hello, those are like those last two things. Republicans absolutely have tried to stymie at like every opportunity, and so he is a danger to what they represent. So they want him out. Lizzie trying to preserve her own power as head of the Republican Party and being a woman in that position and feeling very kind of. Um, you know, it's a very precarious position that she is in. She's got to be seen to be strong and to be making real impact. Mm -hmm. So it's in her best interest to get Fitz out if they're not going to be able to control him. And they tried to manipulatively control him early on in the season, and then that <laughs> wasn't working. Right. Yep. I don't know at what point she got in bed, literally and figuratively, with Andrew. This dude was doing all the stuff behind her back, and I'm like, you didn't know anything about this at all, Lizzie? But then she again, I'm not nothing. surprised. She didn't know anything, right? He was fucking her into oblivion, apparently, <laughs> uh, since he's such a generous lover. And, I'm just you know, sometimes she that was... Unless Melly gets on, and then Melly does the reverse. Uh, <laughs> attention. <laughs> He was basically drooling on the himself. I need to learn some mm. of those secrets. No. Well, did say he was a very generous lover, didn't she? Yeah. She said that to Lizzie. So, well, girl, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, um, but you know what? I can't be too surprised because this is the dude who claimed Fitz thought was loyal. And that got loyalty issue came up in this episode. This is the dude. Fitz was desperate to get on his ticket after um, Sally was disloyal yep. and her own, you know, uh, campaign. Which you know couldn't really be mad at um, Sally for that. But this is the dude who knew that Fitz's wife had been raped, had tried to kill herself and said, or accidentally almost overdosed, and said nothing to this man that he claims to be his brother. Like, because why? Because he had a crush on the dude's wife. So, conflict of interest. And I'm like, in all those years, you never even said to Fitz, hey, you might want to talk to your wife. I, I saw something, and I think she's really troubled. He didn't no, care. No, he didn't care. He didn't he didn't want there to be any kind of repair in their marriage, right? That worked for for his benefit. So he could one day dream about and fantasize about having Melly. And so he comes back to comes on the ticket to the White House for the sole purpose he established of finally being able to have her. And all of that results in this. Because why did Andrew do this? Control fits? So that he could be he could be president and think that Melly would finally want him, right? You think because so? then he would be some shit. I do think so. I do think that's part of it. Because what was his his ambition before this, right? He was doing whatever in California as governor. Fitz brings him onto the ticket. He it, he's not I can't recall anything about him that it has expressed ambition to run for president. Surely as vice president. 
you have that option at the end mm -hmm. of the term to say, am I going to run or I'm not going to run? And not every vice president does run, and obviously, if they do, they don't necessarily win. Mm -hmm. So he yeah. hadn't expressed that, right? Mm -hmm. Olivia told him, you remember, in 316 about the choice between um, between between power and like love, and we saw what he chose. And yeah. and then she he tried to make it seem like it was Melly, and it was actually him. It, exactly. And then he tried to. Then I think Olivia hinted at like, "Yo, Melly's not really gonna want you. She's not gonna like run away <laughs> off into the sunset." With that you. was Melly out and out. Melly ain't gonna want me. Right. <laughs> Melly wants one thing, but he sussed that about her, right? Because mm -hmm. when he told them, when she, he told her that they basically couldn't be anymore. We saw how pissy Melly was. He didn't really come back into her life. And then he says, well, you didn't exactly try to contact me, right, earlier in the season. You didn't exactly try to contact me. He knows what she wants. He knows what she is about. And I really do think, I can't see why he would have made a play like this in this desperate way if mm -hmm. he didn't want Melly. Because he says to her last episode that it's going it to be the two of them yeah. in the Oval, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're stupid if you think Melly is going to believe that because <laughs> she already bought that the first time and it didn't really turn out to be true, her and Fitz running the country. Because what Melly has always wanted is to run the country. Mm -hmm. And anybody with eyes could see that like a long you know, time ago. It's nice that she finally verbalized it because I think that help set her free, if you will, and it's nice for us to finally hear it, but you know, that's been there for a long time coming. That was good. I like that. The whole idea that Andrew was <laughs> trying to do this for love. Well, hey, people do crazy things for love, so yeah, possible. That is probable. They do, but their love is so tainted, uh, you know, from the the start. I don't know. We did say Which, we were talking about this before. We were asking, where the hell is Andrew? This is where Andrew has been for the last <laughs> for the whole first part of season four. Remember when we kept saying, well, where is Andrew? What happened to Andrew? This is where he's been. And you know what's crazy? Like, um, we were trying to figure out how Maya was going to play into the storyline again because we knew she was coming back in. And here she is showing up like a boss. I'm like, go mama! I just want to stand in the sun with a gate around me. I don't care. Just let me, let me do something. <laughs> I, <laughs> so yeah, I love all the things that she asked for. I know, no, I, I had a lot of feelings about it. She's just like, I um, want And I want, you know, inmates to argue, argue with and yeah. to be able to go outside. And I thought, you know, she wants to feed her mind, she wants social interaction, and she mm -hmm. wants to be outside to and to yeah. commune with nature. And then what she finds, the, the TV, you know, fulfills some of that. And she, I love that she's my daughter on those TV channels, you know. Yeah, I'm so sweet. <laughs> well, finally, you're doing something to help her, um, as opposed to trying to like, you know, interfere in her life in other ways, like um, plot with terrorists to blow up her boyfriend. You know, 
Hey, um, mama's like gotta that. do it. Mama's gotta do it. You gotta do that. Uh, oh, your girl gonna argue about that. <laughs> and just let him run down the street ablaze because that nigga ain't good enough. I'm just saying, there's nothing wrong with a mama wanting a little TT or something for her baby. Nothing wrong with it. Now, Maya. You got to go to a little it's, parenting class or two to make oh, that happen. Uh, but. You know, well, I don't know. From the from the flashback in 306, she looks to be parenting a 12-year-old Olivia okay, but just clearly kind of that went astray um, a little bit more self-involved. Yeah. <laughs> I went astray a little bit. Yeah, she went But I mean, if bit. you had no access to anything for that many years, that would drive you crazy a little bit. It would make well, you a little, of course. yeah. So I can see why she would want to, you know, pretty much have some type of real interaction to to some stuff. Well, we're social beings. We need it. Um, you can start to go stir crazy. The only interaction she had for so long was Rowan pulling her out of the hole every day to her, do whatever, whatever the fuck he was doing with her. I don't understand what's happening. Hello? I can't hear you, Jaha. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. Can okay, you hear me? Great. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't understand what's happening, but it's not good. I know. I'm like, oh, I <laughs> don't right, know so what's going on. We talked about Rowan. No, did we talk about Rowan? We didn't no. cover Rowan. Well, we didn't really cover Rowan. But <laughs> what about, what do you think about um, Jake and, 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 and the OPA team? He is, he's kind of taking the place of Harrison a little bit. A you little see? Bit. No, not. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think he's taking the place. Well, first of all, he can never be like Harrison or anything like no, Harrison. I am actually, I I think this episode really, third episode now that Liv has been missing, and it really emphasized to me that Jake is a strange character. I mean, obviously he is, but everybody by this episode has reached their breaking point or been emotionally stressed by Olivia's disappearance in some way and in trying to get her back. This guy has been cool as a cucumber this whole time and detached in a lot of ways. And it makes me wonder, are you going to play some kind of key role at the last minute in all this, which is really going to piss me off because I can't fucking stand him and his um, hero wannabe tendencies. But I, it does make me wonder if he's in cahoots with someone or what kind of role is he going to play. Because just he's like Andrew... With somebody? Well, I don't know if he's in cahoots with someone. I'm like, are you secretly talking to, like, Rowan has to, I feel like, I feel strongly that Rowan has to come back into this somehow, mm -hmm. uh, even though he 
told Olivia in 408 that all that protection, whatever, is gone. And obviously, Olivia metaphorically killed him in 409. And he says to her, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. And then and later that night, when she, Ian got shot in the head. He really did. I was yeah, like, no, that I guy was my daddy. Right? But the yeah. thing is, like, like Olivia is Olivia has gotten rescued by her father a lot. I talked about this like a couple of weeks ago from kind of um really tough emotional spots. Like he's come and scooped her up and sent her away or like removed her from the mm -hmm. situation. And I think where she is now, for me, it's really important that she find some other way out, uh, or figure some other way out that doesn't include her father because I think so long as she believes that he's the only one that can protect her or that she needs his protection to be able to survive in the world like for me that's a problem and it just upends everything that happened in 409 with the gun scene which for me was a really pivotal um, and strong moment in this character's development but mm -hmm. I do feel like he's going to come back into the narrative at some point, and I wonder if he is connected to this whole Iran thing, right? Like, mm. is he the one that's behind all of this? Who has more power and knowledge of this kind of world and people than Rowan does? Obviously, Maya knows it from an insider perspective, but Rowan knows it from kind of overseeing these dark arts and taking people out when they're a threat to the United States. So I just feel that he's going to come back into this narrative at some point and it might be next um, episode and something is going to happen with Jay. He's been so fucking irrelevant for the most point, um, which he is to me anyway, um, in the last three episodes, but just like with um, Andrew at the beginning of the season when we were like, we saw Andrew, I think it was either 401 or 402 and then we didn't see him for a while and then his ass comes back in the picture and we get this. So when people hang back it's it's leading to something, I always feel like. Um, so I'm expecting something to happen with Jake or for him to unfortunately play some pivotal role that doesn't include rolling off my screen. So. Oh. <laughs> what did you think we'll about see. this episode, Langston? Um, I thought it was I thought it was off the chain from beginning to end. I mean, just um I, I was actually shocked that it opened with the fact that um that Abby still didn't know. It's oh, just poor like, Abby. That was kinda sad. They were like, You're not a gladiator anymore. She was just like <laughs> That was cold. I mean, that it was it was so very it was cold. very cold. You could tell that Quinn wanted to say something, but yeah, Huck but was Huck like, Huck was like, nope, she's yeah. the white. <laughs> nope. Um, and and then you know, flashing forward to the you know to the hostage situation, which was actually no longer a hostage situation at that mm. point. Mm -hmm. It was actually a collaboration, but you know, it was like a few people had already predicted that. Um, that Gus was going to be a problem because it was like when you, you could tell from I that. Tell, yeah. 
Yeah, you could tell from the clip that he was having problems, but I didn't know that it was going to come so soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, that was liter- it was literally like it was literally like eight minutes into the episode, and it was like, yeah. damn, that was. I, I, I mean, I literally jumped back in my chair because I was like, I, you know, it's like I'm sitting, on, I'm sitting on the edge like, okay, okay, the auction's about to begin. Let's see where this goes. And then the next thing you know, blam! And I'm like, wow. Yikes. Yeah. Like, you okay. dead, Ian. You ain't got no more options or auctions or anything. And it changes everything there. for Olivia as well, right? Yeah, yeah. It just it immediately changed it immediately changed mm-hmm. the game. And then and then the fact that then once again here comes this threat of, you know, sexual, you know like this sexual threat of, you know, you know, now you're you belong to me and I'm gonna, you know, do what I want to. But you know what? It was a it was an empty threat because, and I don't know if you picked this up, and maybe mm-hmm. I'm reading too much into it. But isn't Gus gay? Because he no. says I'm not like Ian. He likes no, him. no. He was he's. I think I think he was. It was the flip. It was the flip. Yeah. I think I think he was saying that he likes the ladies, but Ian didn't. Ian didn't. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, because I caught that. I was like, oh. Well, oh, like sorry. It. That I know. Wait, did yeah. Gus say that he likes the ladies, or did, did he say that yeah. Ian really likes the ladies? Gus, he Gus said, said that he, he like Yeah, Ian doesn't like the ladies. That's what he said. Is that what um, he said? Though? Yeah. yeah. So it was okay. like it was. Yeah. So it was like, oh, so, okay. So, so that, why did that, Ian say in four ten at the end of four ten? Why didn't I find a? Oh no, that was the other guy. That was the other guy she killed, Otto. Yeah, Otto, yeah. the chef, like, the chef. Eleven stitches. Seventeen stitches. And he deserved those seventeen stitches. Yeah, he did. But he had a grudge. But yeah, it was just like, but you know, the uh, for me, the momentum of of the um, the momentum of the sh- of the episode, you know, kept moving for me all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, while there, while I, I did see some comments from people, both on Twitter and on Facebook, who were just like, I, I, I just wasn't feeling this episode, but I felt it from beginning to end. I mean, there were, um, there were horrific moments. There were comedic moments. Because um, I, <laughs> I really, I really, I really enjoyed the, the uh, prison scene with Mama. Yes. It was like, uh, and Quinn suggesting after David had exhausted everything, because I remember someone actually say, really, Mama, just a TV, that's all you're going for? And I'm like, what were you watching? She gave a whole list of demands, and David exactly. shut every last one of them down. Yeah. And then Quinn comes up with, what about a TV? And then, you know, when he goes, you know, when he finally relents and says yes, and she goes, cable? <laughs> 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 and he and he was like uh, basic, basic. And she, you know. So yeah, was, I loved her response to that. Yeah, as long as I can see my daughter on those TV channels, yeah, on the, those news right channels, on, on those yeah. news channels. The Scandal Fan Podcast. Uh, you can tweet with us at Scandal Fan Podcast. Hashtag no at Scandal Podcast. Hashtag at oh, Jesus Christ. You can tweet with us at Scandal Podcast, which is on your screen, or you can and you can put the hashtag Scandal Fan Podcast so that we can see your comments to the episode. If you are watching us on YouTube, you can click in the link and actually talk with us, join back and talk with us on the screen. Um, 
because you know you can click and put stuff in there and if you have any questions that you would like to ask about the episode put them in there if you would like to hear um, our POV point of view about anything that happened on uh, Thursday night's episode which is gladiators don't run then definitely put it in there do y'all have any opinions of um, why what the title the title of the episode was you know what? I was trying to. I, I saw somewhere on on Twitter or something where someone said that they changed the title. Yeah, because, yeah, I, yeah. because I couldn't figure out how it related to this episode at all. I, I had like, that problem too with this they, particular. Did title. anybody? Did anybody ever say it? Because I no. didn't hear it. I I may have missed it, but typically, at least somewhere in within the episode, someone says. Yeah, you know, yeah like where's the, the black lady? That, that was my problem. Nobody, right. nobody said it, right? The only thing, uh, the um, the closest thing was Huck saying to Abby, "You're not a gladiator anymore." Right. But there was nothing about gladiators running. I mean, Olivia yeah. couldn't run, and that I, situation didn't even come up. So I didn't understand like why it was called right. "Gladiators Don't Run." And right. Because I, I had to change this to match it, and because I was like, "What is?" I thought it was me. Me and Katrina talked about that. I was like, is it me? I, I had to change the episode no. title. Right. Because yeah. I was trying, because I actually went back and watched the Abby um, David scene because I thought, well, maybe <laughs> it was in there and maybe I just missed it. But I never heard her say anything about gladiators don't run. I, I heard her say, I'm not a gladiator a gladiator anymore, so they don't, they no one tells me anything. Right. And she but, said, I didn't get to be her gladiator. Right. Um, about Olivia. So it, like, it was mentioned, but there was nothing about gladiators don't run, like that kind of thing. I just thought, well, did that part get edited out or something? Right. No, this is like, I feel like for me, this episode was. Um, I I like the episode, but for me it is a transitional episode too, and it's it's the half of um, something else because next week's episode is a continuation of this, right? And it was meant to be all one episode, but like they did with mm -hmm. 404 and 405, they had too much, so they split them into two episodes, and like 404 had all the momentum. And 405 mm -hmm. had some really like interesting scenes in trying to wrap everything up, but it wasn't the episode that was the most dynamic. And so I feel like maybe this is the reverse of that. There was a lot of there was momentum in this episode, but I do feel like perhaps next week, you know, a lot of things are going to come together. And I hope that's the episode in which we finally get Olivia back home. Right. Safe. Well, um, based on based on what I, you know, because you know I like to peruse uh, IMBD to find out, you know, who's in, who's out, and hey, yeah. Eldia, welcome, hi, Eldia, welcome home, Eldia. But it's <laughs> but it's like uh, oh my god. It look, it, it, it looks like we lose we lose the kidnappers as of next episode, which would be great. Well, that makes sense then. So she's yeah. should be coming back. Yeah. So I, I'm, um, but I have one thing. I have one thing to say about Gus's leadership skills. Gus is an idiot because how about the fact that you know when you have the option for electronic transfer to an mm -hmm. untraceable account and then you go for the quick cash, that's a setup. Stupid. 
That's yeah. a setup because trust me, you're going out to a remote location to meet somebody to collect some cash. Guarantee they're probably not going to give you the cash. Right. Either. And you don't know how many of those motherfuckers they're going to be. Right. Because you have two computer geeks with you and you with the, with the guts. Right. Because if I remember correctly, and I just kind of trying to visualize it in my mind, I think they had two SUVs sitting back, sitting back there. So, yeah, I think so. And you've already got three people outside the car. So. <laughs> I guarantee you there's some more people in the SUV behind, and y'all about, y'all about to get bum-rushed. And so, therefore, <laughs> because at least if you kept the electronic transfer, you had the option of once the money's transferred, they can't get it back if you're dead. So, mm-hmm. yeah, But you walk right. up and get some cash, they're going to be like, here it is. Nice, isn't it? Nope. <laughs> not going to get it. It's like every, every gangster movie ever. Like, when right. does that work? And then all, then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, Shonda starts playing. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. I'm sorry. What did you say? You were laughing too hard. I'm still on the throat. The laugh. What was your, your favorite, um, favorite moment? moment? Oh, yes, sir. We haven't mm-hmm. talked about that. My favorite moment. There were so many. I have to say my favorite thing overall about the episode was, I mean, I think we've been focusing more on Olivia, but I really like the fact that the supporting players, minus Jake, are really getting a chance to kind of step back up. (laughs) I mean, I'm getting to see Quinn be Quinn, Huck be Huck, Abby be Abby, David be David, which I feel like we kind of got away from for a while, if you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. I kind of felt like I was watching a lot of the other characters. I was like, "Who, who are you? Where is my Melly? And where is my Fitz? And but I have to say, I think Bellamy and Tony's scene on the balcony probably yes. was my, was that my was, favorite thing. That was great. That was a great thing. The first out time I watched it. I'm, I'm like, who else Bellamy? Oh, oh, girl. <laughs> she'd be <laughs> slipping. She'd be, slipping, I slipping, I it. She'd be yeah. slipping in them real reality names. Right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I, the first I, had time I watched it, I was like, it was it was kind of awkward for me, if that makes sense. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is the Fitz and Melly that we've been wanting." They've kind of gotten to a friend level and right. an understanding, and I think it's always been there, but they've never really portrayed that. They've always kind of mm-hmm. portrayed it like Fitz cheated on Melly, and Melly was this devoted wife, and she was hurt, and she was betrayed. But I think now you're getting to see mm-hmm. they kind of have always had this understanding about their marriage. This is kind of how it was for them pre-Olivia, you know what I mean? Like, they weren't really, you know, intimately involved, but there was a love and a respect there for mm-hmm. each other, and I love that we're getting to see that. So so Fitz and Melly on the balcony was, was my favorite moment. And being a team, they must have watched a couple of episodes of um, House of Cards. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Why you want to do that? Why? Why you do that? Why you gotta bring up Frank? <laughs> By the way, how many people? How many people ran to the? Ran to Netflix when they when that trailer got leaked. Like the internet shut down well, when that trailer got accidentally well. leaked. And, uh, I'm gonna watch it. I mean, I'm I'm, 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 count, I'm, count, I'm counting out the days. Yeah, 27. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Stacey <laughs> says, "Hi, ladies and gentlemen." Um, I said the same thing when Mama Pope showed up, and then Kamara Harrington is talking about sing some more lengthen. Look here, Kamara, no request. <laughs> <laughs> 
say something about the the Fitz and Melly scene? I um mm-hmm. like it was my absolute favorite. Like the first time I watched it, because I, I had a chance to watch it once this morning, and then I watched it again this evening. But from the first watch, it was the scene that resonated with me the most, and I melted a little bit, and I thought, oh my god, I kind of ship you guys um, at this point in your relationship, not in a romantic sense. And I think there's some people who get confused about that. I just thought the the complex dynamic of a 20-year marriage that has been through so many phases, that has lost a lot of intimacy, they have children together, they've experienced the death of a child, they have both you know, had infidelities, one of them is in love with another person, and the fact that they were able to kind of come together at that moment, because in some, in, in, in a lot of ways, because of this, this person, and what they've shared in this marriage and have that moment of intimacy and it was tenderness because and and love and respect and I say love because when you love someone you you support what it is that they want even if it doesn't include you and the want that Melly and Fitz had they don't include each other, right? Except mm-hmm. the first thing that Fitz said when she said, what do you want? And the first thing Fitz thought of was, I want my son back, right? And that's, mm-hmm. a, shared, that's a shared thing. That is family. Mm-hmm. Mellie can right. recognize that, right? She leans into him. Then she says, what do you want that is actually, you know, achievable um, right. or, you know, that you can get? And he said, I want live, home, safe. And I really like the way that he said that because he wasn't saying, like, I want a future with Liv. I want a family with Liv. He's like, I want her home safe. I just want her back here, right? It had nothing to do with him necessarily. He felt better knowing that she would save somebody that he loved. That doesn't have anything to do with Melly. Melly says, says she wants to be president of the United States. She finally verbalized that. Right. right? Setting wow. herself yeah. free, right? right? Which, which then... Which which then also sets us up for the continuation exactly. where everybody thought that it, it could be over after Fitz is done, but right. it could go on after that. Exactly. Yeah. And now we see why she needed to help Andrew, right? Because if Andrew was controlling Fitz or fucks up Fitz's presidency, she is attached to that presidency, right? Right. Mm-hmm. She can't then run like for a president mm-hmm. being attached so closely attached to this administration unless mm-hmm. she somehow sets herself like apart from it. She needs right. Fitz to have a good presidency to set her ass up right. to be his which, successor. Which, which by the way, that should shut down all of these claims by everyone that Melly was responsible or somehow involved in the kidnapping. Why do people no. still think that? It's like no, it's like first of all, where yeah. would she come where would she and also that she was that she could be Iran. Where would she come up with a billion dollars? And if she had access, if she had access to that sort of resources, she wouldn't be worried about Andrew. She would kill Andrew. She could have him killed. And on top of it, defiance never would have happened because then she could have just bought the presidency instead yeah. of going through all that extra. Right. Mm-hmm. That, would, really... that would mean that that would mean that she's richer than Hollis, and they wouldn't have needed Hollis. No, that's so true. Those are all things that people need to think about when they're coming up with these wild 
theories that you just... Know they don't think it's about even, you know they no, they don't. And that's why I always ask people when they say, um, I think this or I suspect X. I say, okay, well, what's your evidence? What What right. is this thought just based on? Tell what me why. Tell me why. And, and then... We, and then Right, and then when you ask, people oh, get, defen they get defensive, and it's like, well, I mean, I just want to understand what your your train of thought yeah. and your logic, logic right. is. Don't just put it out there. At least have an explanation as to why you right. think that way. You know? yeah. And it's like I don't like getting involved in those kind of at the end. I mean, in the scandal podcast after dark, you must have started that off because then there was more. Tell, show me the evidence. There, all of that. All of that. Last, that was the line. Oh my yeah. gosh! Going back and forth. Oh my god! And can I just tell y'all? Oh, oh, can I just tell y'all that y'all kept me up for a long time that night? That like, go to bed. On Google Plus. <laughs> on Google Plus, I was finally like, go to bed. You know, I was like, y'all were just going off on Google Plus and poor Shane. Oh, I, was I know, Shane, right? Shane. I, I woke up to that. I saw um, Kendall's post, and I was like, Ooh. woo. And I mean, they were they weren't like short, quick things. You was like, y'all were writing, y'all were writing novels. And I was like, I was like, I gotta work in the morning. I need to go to bed. But y'all had me reading. Seeing it. Okay, so that's that leads us to what we have to announce to the audience. Something really big that we've been talking about for a couple of weeks. Um, I put it on the podcast. I've said it a few times, but I've never said it on the YouTube um, video. We are coming out with something that's going to be great for you all, and I, we would like you all to participate. Y'all want to tell them what it is? Scandal Book of Feels, correct? Is it feeling? Yeah, yeah. Book of Feels. <laughs> the Book of Feels. So we are coming out with the Book of Feels, and we would like you all to participate and give us your opinion and your thoughts on the show because, of course, we get to say what we feel all the time, and some of you don't get an opportunity. You chime in and you join in and stuff like that. You tweet us and all that, but we want you to give us a little bit more how you really feel. Show us. Tell me something good about so Scandal. So, so question, Jaha. Oh, question, go ahead. Real quick. I just want to know. Now, once they give us, now once they give us our, once they give us their feels, once give they us give us their feels, feels, are we going to share? Are we going to share with the public their, you know, this of particular course. person's feels? Okay, cool. That's of cool. course, we're compiling the feels into a book that will be accessible for all gladiators 